and jerkazoids. The time is now 11 p.m. on Monday, January 22nd, 2024, and you are listening to Radio Free Transylvania, broadcasting live from Treaty 7 land with 18,000 watts of stereophonic power on CJSW 90.9 FM out of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Night host who sold his soul for rock and roll, then returned the unused portion for a full and complete refund. <laughs> you know me, you love me, you fear and respect me. <laughs> a few of you even lust after me, and I hate to disappoint you, but even if I didn't find all your puny human mating rituals and reproductive practices revolting, I'm already married to the great and terrible Transylvanian Empire. <laughs> the name is Baron Mark von Frankenstein the 13th. And don't think for one single second that you can even my clutches by fleeing into the windswept wastes of parts unknown, because the awesome power of syndication ensures that Radio Free Transylvania is available in pre-recorded form on both CILU in Thunder Bay and on Radio Laurier in Waterloo! And now that we got all the formalities and introductions squared away, it is time for tonight's blast from the past, because it was on this date, way back in 1908, that New Yorker Katie Mulcahy was walking down the street minding her own business when she lit up a cigarette and was promptly issued a $5 citation for violating a brand new municipal bylaw known as the Sullivan Ordinance that had been passed less than 24 hours earlier. Back in the early 20th century, the notion of women smoking was considered downright scandalous. So, in the interest of propriety, New York City Council passed legislation that prohibited bars and restaurants from allowing women to smoke on their premises, but did not explicitly prohibit women from smoking in the first place. Outraged, Ms. Mulcahy refused to pay and was promptly clapped in irons and dragged off to jail. And when she was finally put on trial for her heinous crime, she told the judge that she had no intention of following the bylaw, and she had every right to smoke if she damn well felt like it. In response, the judge ruled that Ms. Mulcahy had not violated the letter of the law, but also that it was so poorly worded and ill-defined as to render it essentially meaningless in the first place. The unjustly persecuted heroine of our tale was subsequently set free to smoke her lungs into blackened cinders as she saw fit, and the Sullivan Ordinance was overturned a few short days later, thus making Katie Mulcahy the only person ever charged under the tyrannical legislation. And thanks to her stalwart defiance in the face of oppression, women are free to light up on any street corner in the five boroughs to this very day. And we're going to kick off tonight's show with a track in her honor. So you better smoke them if you got them, jerkazoids, because here comes the cigarettes!
Battered, shattered, creamed and reamed, the soaring to glory in their mean machines. Death Race 2000, David Carradine, Simone Griffiths, she's young, he's crazy. There's nothing they won't do at 200 miles an hour. Hold on. Death Race 2000, God help anyone who gets in their way. Death Race, a cross-country road wreck. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Eat your hot dog boy, eat your hot dog boy, it's three o'clock in the morning, I'm sleeping in my bed, this cat comes in and wakes me up and says, eat your hot dog boy, eat your hot dog boy, eat your hot dog boy, hamburger.
Free Transylvania, and I am the leanest, meanest, most low down and ornery varmint on either side of the Pecos. They call me Baron Mark von Frankenstein the 13th. And we open tonight's show up with frivolous disguises from the cigarettes. After that, we had 54 nude honeys doing I'm a rubber man. Tomorrow's keepsake with Eat Your Hot Dog Boy. After that, we had Automaton from Sister Susie. And we just heard Red Cross doing a track named after Hollywood scream queen Linda Blair, who's exactly 65 years old today. She rose to fame in the 1973 horror classic The Exorcist and went on to star in a whole bunch of sleazy, low-budget exploitation flicks and made-for-TV movies, including 1974's Born Innocent, which, coincidentally, is also the name of the Red Cross album that song appeared on. Ah! Now, as an avid animal rights activist and a strict vegan, she's probably going to take a rain check on the cake and ice cream, but she does not get to hog all the birthday glory because actor Bill Bixby would be exactly 90 years old today if he hadn't shuffled off his mortal coil at the tender age of 59 way back in 1993. Ah, now, he appeared in a whole bunch of sitcoms and TV dramas, but he's most famous for starring as the Incredible Hulk's mild-mannered alter ego David Banner in all five seasons of the Incredible Hulk television program. And I know, I know, I know, I know, the Hulk's secret identity is supposed to be Bruce Banner, not David, but they changed it for the TV show for some reason. So, if you call me up to tell me that I'm wrong, you're only gonna make me angry, and you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Ah! So sit down, shut up, and let me handle all the heavy lifting. Case in point, here come the traits with Nobody Loves the Hulk.
listening to Radio Free Transylvania, and I'm the late night host. Who knows where all the bodies are buried? Cause I'm the guy who buried them. Who the names? Baron Mark von Frankenstein the Thirteenth, and we just heard the Carbonas with Ass Vogel. On top of that, we get off the hook from the ugly Curse of Horseflesh doing the Andromeda Stomp. Number two spot, we had Dogmatic Element doing Just Friends, and we open that set up with the Traits doing Nobody Loves the Hulk. And we may have reached the halfway point of the show, but I have no intention of slowing down now, so strap yourselves in and hang on for dear life, because here comes Durango 95 with Lose Control. Thank you. 
You 
church child now Sing all day Sunday Go out and get drunk and dream dare to spend a night of terror in the wax museum you can't tell the living from the dead are they flesh and blood or are they wax are they alive or are they dead jack the ripper ivan the terrible attila the hun lizzie borden lucretia borgia bluebeard rated pg parental guidance suggested terror in the wax museum
cyborgs back in time to eliminate my enemies before they're even born. You'll find me right here, behind the twin turntables of terror, spinning hit after hit from the bottomless pit for the edification of puny human jerkazoids, such as yourself. The name of the show is Radio Free Transylvania, and we open that set up with Lose Control from Durango 95. I'm a man after that from our generation. The Rio's Bisbee band right there in the middle with the Human Life Amendment, which we followed up with the Oblivions doing Live the Life. And we just heard the Phenomenauts doing a live version of their track Rocket Roll. And speaking of rockets, it's time for all you junior space cadets out there in Raider Land to strap on your crash helmets and prepare for liftoff because we are about to break free from gravity's cruel clutches and head off to the planet Earth's closest cosmic neighbor for tonight's newsflash, the Radio Free Transylvania Science Desk. I am, of course, talking about the planet Mars. And 15 years ago, the European Space Agency's Mars Express probe detected a massive geological deposit buried beneath a mountainous region near the red planet's equator. At the time, speculations ran wild regarding the potential composition of the so-called Medusa Fosse Formation, but there was scant hard evidence to determine its true nature. Now, all that changed last week when researchers announced that a new radar survey of the formation revealed deposits of ice so massive that they dwarfed the planet's polar ice caps by comparison. Ah, a team of astronomers behind this startling revelation believe that the colossal subterranean glaciers have been buried beneath several kilometers of thick volcanic ash for somewhere around three billion years, but estimate that they contain enough H2O to cover the entire surface of Mars with a shallow ocean a few meters in depth. Now, this adds just another piece of data to the mounting pile of evidence suggesting that despite Mars's current state as a desolate wasteland, the infamous red planet may have once been capable of supporting life at one point in the distant past. I'm going to get the last set of tonight's show rolling with one from a bunch of wasteoids who know that better than anyone. Here come the wild tones doing the Martian band. <laughs>
of the five, six, seven, eights, backed up by the Devil Dogs doing new York Groove. On top of that, we had KV Rockets running with the Wolves. The Parkades in the number two spot with the man insane. And we open that set up with the Wild Tones doing the Martian Band. And that's it. That's all. That's everything. You can cry. You can holler. You can even get down on your puny human knees and beg. But there ain't no power on God's green earth that'll buy you one more minute of my time. Ah, not this week, anyways. Don't forget to tune in to CJSW 90.9 of them next Monday night at 11 for another thrilling and chilling installment in the ongoing saga known as Radio Free Transylvania. And until then, don't none of you pathetic sacks of crap dare forget that I am Mark von Frankenstein and you are not. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh,